اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم اللہ مائی سزنس دا بگننگ آف سورت البقرہ ابات منافقین در یخادیون اللہ ولزین آمنو وما یخدعون اللہ انفسهم وما یشرون that they seek to deceive Allah and the believers, but they deceive none but their own selves, and they perceive not. In commentary of this word of yashurun, of they perceive and of perception, Hazrat Muslim one who explained that there are different types of knowledge and understanding and reflection and uh, uh, intelligence that the Holy Quran has described. And the use of all of these capacity about, uh, capacities of ours is necessary in order to understand and benefit from the religion of Islam. The idea that religion is meant to be followed blindly is something that is rejected in its very foundations in the way that Islam describes how important it is for us to use every mental capacity that we have to understand and benefit from its teachings. Now, the Holy Quran has repeatedly reminded us to reflect, to know, to understand. In different places, Allah Almighty has asked that, will you not reflect? Yatafakkarun, that yashurun, yalamun, yarifun. All these different words are used, and they all have a unique meaning. Hazur explained that yashurun, this has a meaning of understanding and perception that comes from deep within ourselves. This comes from a root that is also used for the hair that grows from our body. It comes from within us. It is the same root that is used for a person who is a shair, a poet. Shair or poetry, shairi, comes from this same root. And when we think about the concept of poetry, we can understand the type of intellect that is needed to be able to write good poetry. It does not take being well-read in books, knowledge and information, but it takes a deep understanding <coughs> of one's own self. There are many illiterate people who are uneducated, but they were great poets because they were deeply in touch with the reality of their own selves. So this is a type of separate and distinct and unique intelligence that is needed for this particular skill. There are many people who may be highly educated, PhDs, but they are so dry and disconnected from themselves that they couldn't be forced to write a piece of poetry that isn't embarrassing because of the fact that they are disconnected from their own selves. So shu'ur yashurun is a unique type of intelligence that is described. In this verse of the Holy Qur'an, it is a distinctive word that is used in the Holy Qur'an. It is necessary that we have this to understand Islam and its teachings. You know, the Sufiyah would say that whoever has understood his own self has understood his Lord. So this saying of the Sufiyah describes one aspect of shu'ur. That to know our Lord, to know religion, we have to understand ourselves. There are patterns of behavior within human beings that reflect in the teachings of Islam and give us insight into the nature of God Almighty. Then another word that is used in the Holy Quran is ilm, yalamun. And this has to do with knowledge. It has more to do with information, the gathering of information. Now, a person who is a scholar is described as a alim, someone who has great knowledge. And this is distinct from irfan, which is understanding. Now, arif billah is different from a alim. Irfan or Arif is one who has understanding, it has the meaning of recognition. And what this means is that when a person learns something, then when they apply it, and they see it happening in reality before them, then they recognize something that they already knew from before. For example, when we read about the attributes of God Almighty and the characteristics that He has, we have knowledge, it is simple theory, it is theoretical information. 
But then when a person actually develops a relationship with God Almighty and starts to see those attributes in action, then he recognizes the God who he experiences from the God of theory that he read about in the Holy Quran, in scriptures. So that recognition of what he knew from before, that recognition through experience is irfan. That is a necessary part of understanding God Almighty. To simply know him from theory and knowledge is not sufficient. In fact, one could almost say that it is meaningless. If a person just has knowledge of, of God Almighty and has never experienced, then he has been given the tools to do great things, but has never done anything great. It's like a person being trained to become a doctor, but has never actually treated a patient or helped anyone. One could say that that entire investment that society put into that person was a waste, because the whole purpose of gaining information is to apply it. Information by itself is of no use in and of by itself. So irfan and ilm are both important when it comes to understanding Islam, when it comes to benefiting from the teachings of Islam. We have to have ilm. We have to, have know, we have to know what the Islam teaches, what the God is that Islam presents. And then after that, when we begin to develop that relationship with him, then we begin to recognize in reality, in practical reality, what we had known before. Now another reason why irfan is important is because knowledge, ilm, is forgotten when it is not applied. There is so much knowledge that we learn throughout our 12 years of public education and then throughout the random electives that we take in college and whatever random information we gather during the course of our lives. And many times when it's revised, it's almost as if we're learning it all over again. When we don't apply it, it's something that escapes our mind. When something is applied, when we apply it and then recognize it, that's when it becomes ingrained into our mind. It becomes a part of our experience. It takes on another dimension. So ilm is a two-dimensional perspective of the world, but then when a person has experience in it, that irfan adds the necessary third dimension to bring it into reality. Two dimensions is something that is an imaginary world, but three dimensions gives it a depth that is necessary for us to be able to relate to it and for it to become a part of who we are. So both ilm and irfan are important in our secular knowledge and also in our religious knowledge. And no matter how much a person memorizes and learns as far as ilm and information when it comes to religious knowledge, it will be of little use to him in retention without irfan, without recognition and experience. Now another word that the Holy Qur'an uses is fikr, yatafakkarun. This Huzat Muslim who explains has to do with understanding things in their broadness, taking different pieces and putting them together in their appropriate place. Now, this is something that perhaps um, on an, an, in secular words is described as a type of creative intelligence. Now, a person can be intelligent as far as IQ, he can be highly educated, but there's a different intelligence that is needed from a creative perspective when you give a person different tools, different objects, and then they have to be creative in their ability to put them together and to make something useful, to bring themselves out of a situation and to solve a difficult problem with a limited number of things at their disposal. So that takes a creative intelligence to see different possibilities that are there and connect different dots. Now when it comes to knowledge, this is also important. It comes from knowledge and understanding. That when we start to encounter different problems in life, when we start to look at human nature, again coming back to the point of patterns, we start to see patterns in human behavior. They start to connect to different basic principles. The Holy Quran in many ways is a book in the depths of psychology. When it describes different sins, they come from different roots from basic behaviors that then branch out into different things. And good deeds also come from those same roots. As a person gathers the ability to have fikr, we are able to connect these different dots. One sin, we no longer see it as being a random weakness that a person has, but it is a symptom of a deeper weakness that is connected to three other weaknesses and they come from the same root. 
When a person is able to start to connect these dots, then things start to make a lot better sense. We can know these things individually. A person can have all this individual information. But until those dots are connected, it does not make sense. And a person is not able to use that knowledge effectively. <clears throat> so without a broad perspective, also our knowledge and understanding is deficient. So fikr is also something that is very important to have an understanding of the reality around us. Then one other word, and finally one word that Hazur described is akal. Akal is intelligence. And he explained that akal has to do with having the information and then using it to come to the right conclusion. Now all these different things of fikr, of ilm and irfan, all these things, they give us a broad understanding, they give us a feel for the reality that's happening around us. But then our ability to be able to come to the correct conclusion, that is also something that has a separate capacity. There are many people who are very intelligent, very knowledgeable, but they come to very wrong conclusions. When we look at history, when people have gone astray, they were very knowledgeable and intelligent people. And they gave very well-reasoned and well-thought-out explanations for what they believed in. Even today you'll see people who are racist, people who are extremists, whatever category, you'll find very well-educated and very well-reasoned arguments for what they believe in. And they might be more intelligent than many people in society, and many people might be unable to refute their arguments. They have very good fikr and ilm and irfan, but they come to the wrong conclusion because of their biases, because of something that has gone wrong in their akal, because of a predisposed inclination towards what is wrong and evil. So akal means when a person uses that information and knowledge to be able to actually come to the right conclusion. This is also what is described as siddiqiyat. Sadiq is someone who is always truthful, but it doesn't mean that he's always right. A person who is always truthful can be wrong and mistaken at times. But Siddiqiyat, this, the specific part of this word, is not only someone who is always truthful, but Allah Almighty always makes it that he is right as well, that the truth always follows him, that he is not one who ends up making mistakes. His mistakes are minimized. So a person can be wrong all the time, but it is no sin for him. He is Sadiq, he never lies. But Siddiqiyat is something where Allah Almighty enters and adds a perfection to his human weaknesses and takes him to a higher level. So these are all different levels of reflection that Islam has taught us. And all these capacities have to be brought together in order to understand the true teachings of Islam. Blind belief and blind faith has no place anywhere in the teachings of Islam. So when it comes to understanding the Holy Quran and reflecting on the teachings of Islam, it means gathering the information. Reading the Holy Quran, if we don't know the attributes of God Almighty, what the Quran has taught, then we haven't reached the first step yet. So ilm is very important. Then when we come to reading our namaz, doing rosy, financial sacrifice, all these things, when we practice these things, there has to be an irfan happening. There has to be some point in namaz where we say, oh, I remember this that the, whole, that the Holy Quran has described. There has to be an experience with the mercy, with the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Even an experience with the punishment of Allah Ta'ala is something. It is irfan. It is better than no irfan. A person who has the privilege of being punished in this world by Allah Ta'ala for a mistake they made is an experience with God Almighty. It is a mercy because Allah Ta'ala cared enough for that person's salvation in this moment to bring him back on the right path. So that is where irfan has to be happening. And fikr is something that has to come with reflection. When we read the Holy Quran, a person can know a deep commentary of one verse, but to be able to connect all the verses, to connect the dots, to see the overarching message, that takes a different intelligence. There is one tafsir that has to do with the individual words. But there's a different tafsir that has to do with the entire ruku, the entire surah. Is it Muslim one who explained in one place that he wished that he could have the entire Holy Quran written on the walls of a room so that then he could see the Holy Quran in one 
sight and one vision so that then it would take on a different shape before him. It would bring forward a different tafsir. When you turn the pages, it doesn't really give you that same effect. That is a type of fikr. And then akal is something that we should always pray for with humility. Because when we have our own biases, we all know that a person can believe whatever they want to and whatever they need to. We're very good at justifying what we want to uh, believe is good. That's why the Holy Quran says that shaytanu, that Satan made appear beautiful to them that which they uh, did which was evil. When a person has a vested interest to hold an opinion, then we're very creative and we can very easily convince ourselves and really sincerely believe that we are doing something that is right. But deep down, we know that it is wrong, and that feeling that we suppress deep down is what comes out when a person faces God Almighty, when a person, when all the other fluff is removed away, and a person comes down to their bare uh, essentials and what they really are. So akal is something that we have to pray for with humility, that having all these tools at hand to come to the right conclusion and to come to the correct understanding and to find Allah Almighty is something that is only a result of the mercy of God Almighty. So when we approach the teachings of Islam, this point, I've brought these points forward just so that I myself and we all can remember that it is not a casual endeavor. It is something that takes a great striving, a great effort. When we want to strive and achieve anything in life, we, we know we have to put great effort into it, becoming a, any profession that we want to go into, anything. So when it comes to finding God Almighty, it's going to take the full use of this brain that God Almighty has given us. It's going to take a great striving, a jihad in Kabira. And it is through that that we, with the blessings of Allah Almighty, will be able to build and develop a lasting and living relationship with Him. And that is the salvation that Islam has promised. A paradise that is earned through the striving in this world. And that paradise being the greatest of blessings also requires the greatest of sacrifices. So may Allah Almighty grant us an understanding of Allah Almighty and a living relationship with Him. اللهم صل على محمد وعلى ال محمد وبارك وسلم انك حميد مجيد <تصفيق> 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 <تصفيق>